Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. Well, today I want to introduce you to Janisha Alora, the founder of Soul Rich Woman, connecting more than 200,000, yes, you heard that right, 200,000 female entrepreneurs across Southeast Asia. Now, from the age of 14, she had to support herself through school by teaching line dancing in Singapore. I mean, I know that there's dancing, line dancing, country line dancing all across the world. I just found that to be quite amazing. And then after becoming Miss Singapore, she's been a successful businesswoman and now a leader of a major female entrepreneur network. Now, in this episode, you're going to learn the four F words that Janisha is so passionate about. Janisha's greatest learnings from the pageant world, how she built Soul Rich Woman, and how you can follow in the footsteps of Janisha. Now, before we jump into the interview, I want to announce the release of my new book entitled Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. If you or a friend have been feeling stuck, overwhelmed, or just downright tired of life, I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of this short read on Amazon, only 132 pages, because the Inspiration Rising Insiders on Facebook told me we want a short book. Here's what one five-star reviewer writes. If you have a dream and you're not sure how to make it come to fruition, this book will help you launch into the life you've always wanted, but didn't know how to create. David Trotter has shared not only his own personal journey in discovering his true identity and superpowers, but has created a map to help you find your way to realizing the life you not only desire, but deserve. You can pick up a copy of Empowered to Rise on Amazon via insporising.com slash book. Just go to insporising.com slash book, and it'll take you right to that page on Amazon. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Janisha Alora. Well, Janisha, thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your show, David. I want to talk to you about one of your favorite words. It's the F word. Now you talk about owning the F word and breaking the code of the F word. What F word are we talking about here today? Well, we're talking about having being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. Above all, family. Obviously, it's a fun way to to talk about these things that are really important to you. Um, at what point did you recognize in your own life that these were really important? Being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, family. How did these things come about for you? I started at a very early age. I started working when I was 14 years old. And my family, financially, we were not sound. So my mom pawned the gold to send me for instructor courses. So I became certified in aerobics, yoga, and line dancing, country line dancing um, certification. So I was teaching that. And I learned about the value of family when I was constantly bullied in school. Because, you know, I wasn't able to buy new clothes, wasn't able to buy new uh, bags and shoes. So constantly my things were like handing me down. Whereas my friends and schoolmates were like, you know, buy new stuff, the latest. So they all bullied me in school. Like it was one incident. They threw my bag across the classroom floor and all my books were strewn all across the floor. And I felt very humiliated. 
And then there was another time when I was cornered in a yard. So we're having basketball practice and they pulled open my PE t-shirt and exposing my bra strap and my bra really hard. And then the girl actually mocked at me and said, oh, you're wearing the same bra? And literally, I just felt I wanted to die. Mm. I just wanted to commit suicide and things like that. And, and when I went, to, to, went, went back home, I almost wanted to do that. My, my mom was awesome. She counseled me. She guided me. And, you know, it, she showed me that the why is bigger than the how. She taught me that if I value family, death will not solve the problem, right? Why do you bother what your, you know, the cynics or the skeptics say about you by really focusing on what's in front of you? So from then on, I learned that my mom, my family, my brother, my dad were like the big whys of the things that I do. And even now that I'm running Soul Rich Woman, um, the Family Entrepreneur Network here in Southeast Asia, my why is also my mom. Because I see her as a leader in the community, inspiring and helping other women. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, I want to do something like a legacy business. So this is why I've done Soul Rich Woman since 2015. Uh, that's five years already. And um, well, it's going on strong. And yeah, we want to do more to build the financial independence, which I had at a very young age. I wanted to ha- have freedom so that I can spend time with my family, travel with my family. And then last but not least, being fabulous means you're really confident about what you do, your soul, your purpose, because to to in, influence other people, you have to be aligned, right? That's why it's mm-hmm. called soul-rich woman, right? So the inner part of you and the outer parts of you, when it's aligned, the money will come. Money is just a byproduct of whatever that we are doing. Mm. You have had just an incredible journey um, through life. You talked about at a young age needing to begin working, which I'm my mind gets blown when you talk about that you made money teaching line dancing. What the heck? When was the last time you went country line dancing? Just uh, last year, I was there. Um, in fact, uh, it was fun. I mean, these days, nobody really dressed up as cowboys anymore. Uh, there's more relaxed dressing, um, like jeans and t-shirt and stuff like that. But yeah, still, last year, I went, uh, I went to, I'm back to have fun. That's very fun. Very cool. Well, not only um, did you do that, but then you obviously you became Miss Singapore in 2006. How did, how did you get into beauty pageants? Was that the first pageant that you enrolled in or, or were there others before that? Take me back. I joined a modeling competition in 2004. Um, think of it as the next top model. Like, you know, that was like the biggest thing in Singapore. So I joined that first. I got into top 20 with out of 1,000 candidates. But wow. I've ne- I would have never thought of becoming that because I was constantly bullied in school. So my self-esteem definitely took a dump. Hmm. So eventually, I've got some really good friends who like, encouraged me to join a beauty pageant, said that, you know, you could just give a go, you know, why not have some um, fun? And I said, okay, but I'm not rich. I, I don't have that much money to buy the clothes, you know, get the dresses and, and things like that. It was hard. And eventually I joined and I was not trained. You know, I don't have money to attend a lot of courses. So what I did was I knocked on doors. I literally went around to knock on doors to look for uh, someone to teach me in public speaking. And I was literally knocking on every door and asking for sponsorship, right? You know, I'm, I'm the future. I could be the future Miss Singapore. Like, I'm not there yet, but hey, 
maybe invest yeah, in me. Yeah, sure, okay? of course. And and eventually, I met this lady. Her name is Rebecca. I remember her very fondly. She's really very. How would I say this? It's like like a mum figure as well, uh, but in the sense like she's very open, very gentle. And she said, okay, I will sponsor you. So here are all my DVDs, my, my, my notes and everything that you need to do public speaking, learn how to uh, use your vocals and, and reach out and express yourself. I said, okay, fine. So then later on, she asked me for my bag. So I said, okay, I pass you my bag. So Rebecca took my bag and opened up the bag and took out my wallet and opened up my wallet and pour out every single cent I have in my wallet. My $60, which is an entire month's worth of pocket money that I have for my food. Sure. And I'm like, Rebecca, why are you taking my money from my wallet? And she said, you know what, Janisha? Although I'm sponsoring you, it's never free. I must show you what do I mean by value. So even though you are not rich to pay me, which is thousands and thousands of dollars that's on the table right now, all the DVDs, the CDs and everything else that you have and you see, I will take something in exchange so you can learn the importance of value. At that moment, I was struck because what you mean, take away all my pocket money and you said the value and I couldn't understand that at that point but I still accepted it because she was willing to help me right so okay now that I look back I definitely learned the the understanding of value and you know I applied it in my life constantly and later on I went on to join Miss Universe Singapore I won um, third place and then I continued to join one more pageant which was Miss Singapore International and I won I represented Singapore twice and yeah the rest is history and so as you began to um, walk through that process of pageants what were some of the things that you learned you you talked about uh, public speaking that's a that's a big one Um, but what are some of the other things that that pageant process taught you the pageant process taught me how to do teamwork in the shortest time possible because there were 90 delegates and you are put together to, to work together as a group, right? Uh, within two to three weeks and you need to do the finals. And that taught me cultural differences and, you know, learn how to, you know, live with each other in that sense, right? Thank God my roommate was Miss Japan. So culturally, we're not that different, but language, definitely, there were differences. Uh, secondly, I learned how to present my brand, uh, whether, you know, how do you present a platform, learn how to consistently make your message consistent. So that one was also something that I picked up during the pageant because to shine on the international platform, uh, you really need to know how to present yourself well, uh, whether is it image, whether is it grooming department to the ambassadors of the country or the, you know, the high-level ranking officials. You need to know how to you know, present yourself well. So I think mm-hmm. that's the second one. And of course, last but not least is uh, what I say would be learning how to put everything together, knowing at different places you... you you can't be everything to everybody, but you know how to be that person that you are no matter what happens right in front of you. Yeah, so be authentic. Learning to grapple with authenticity and being who you are instead of trying to be somebody that 
because there's always somebody that you always look up to and you think that you try to be that person. But um, in the pageant, for, for me, I learned the power of authenticity when you're truly you on stage and off stage. That's when the magic is going to happen. Hmm, that's interesting you say that because oftentimes if I see a pageant and I'm definitely no expert on pageant, I click through and see something on TV. Authentic isn't the word that would necessarily come to my mind. You know, I would think that there's almost like a, an outer, um, it's a show. You know what I mean? You're putting on your best, you're putting your best foot forward, obviously, but you're saying that there needs to be this match of what's going on inward with what you're projecting outward. Why, why does that need to match? Why can't you just be kind of put on a, an outer shell or an outer, you know, a show? Why wouldn't that work for you? I think that goes in two perspectives, right? One is when you put on a show uh, for on stage, right? Like if you're modeling and you're just putting on a show to walk the show that the designer or wants, right? The look and feel. So, I mean, that's a separate story altogether. Mm-hmm. But what the context that I'm putting it in for authenticity simply means that the energy, the essence that you're putting out there and that when you are speaking on stage, the message you're sharing, the platform they're standing on, how then do you communicate your personality there? And then when you get off stage, do you like completely become a different person? So like for me, I'm a trained extrovert. I'm, I'm basically an introvert, right? So I need to know how do I unleash the extrovert part of me on stage so that you know I'm able to be able to communicate with my audience on the stage so it's all about knowing how to be grounded as a person with a good head on your shoulders so no matter what circumstances or which stage you are at you will definitely shine through that's what I meant mm-hmm. now once you um, won Miss Singapore um, twice uh, you had some opportunities that opened up for you, I would assume. Opportunities to meet different people and and take your life to new places. What are some of the greatest opportunities that you got out of that whole experience? Definitely made a lot of good friends. Uh, so many years moving forward, a decade, um, I still am very good friends with Miss Hong Kong, Miss Japan, Aruba, and basically all the girlfriends around the world are still there. They've married and then they've moved on as well. I think it's really uh, super amazing. And for me also, um, other things like, you know, being able to explore myself as a person deeper at a, a level where it's beyond just fame and material, but really seeing how do I want to change my life? And the best experience, um, other, another very awesome experience was I was being exposed to the power of inner healing. That means uh, one of the sponsors sponsored me to go for an inner healing transformation course. And that really changed my life. And that really helped me solve the, all the old junk that we have that is holding us back. And after I'd gone through that, for the years moving forward, I have been constantly and consistently working on myself because through inner healing and transformation, only then, then you can transform your life. So that is exactly, I feel is that's the best gift. Of course, the travels, everything is good, but I feel the biggest gift for me when I look back now at the age that I am and the space where I'm at as Soul Rich Woman, I'm just like, mm, it's the inner healing part because if not for that journey, I will not have the depth and breath 
to understand and help more women mm-hmm. to to help them to like kind of like bounce back and kind of help them to translate all this negativity into positivity yeah mm-hmm. is the inner healing and that personal development is that um popular in southeast asia or would you say that that's unique Oh, back in 2006, it was unique. Only then, only Tony Robbins, you'll see like T. Half Acker and, mm-hmm. you know, big big names like that from the US. Um, You don't really see a lot of uh, Asian or Southeast Asian really working on those things. Mm-hmm. But uh, it definitely has changed over the years. So I was exposed to Money and You and also Psychology of Vision. And these two programs actually opened up my mind and heart. So mm. um, now Southeast Asia is very popular and open to all these, uh, you know, spiritual awareness, higher consciousness, and uh, looking at how you can heal to be happier, to earn more mm-hmm. money. Because sometimes money is equals to your inner consciousness as well, right? It's never just about having more customers and mm-hmm. and and just having a business so it's about the balance of that spiritual self uh, i think this is the time where there's a lot of spiritual awakenings i would say um this entire season that i'm looking at um yeah a lot of them are like you know growing and seeking above that above and beyond just making money and business yeah yeah it seems like the more prosperous a culture is the more there is uh, I would even say time to be able to think about those types of issues. Uh, I know I've got a few friends that are um, in Pakistan uh, and I have a lot of friends in India and oftentimes they're so busy trying to just make a living, you know, from just even manual labor type, whether it's farming or agriculture or other service-based industries, they don't even have time to think about things that you and I think about or talk about, you know, so it definitely is, I would say, a privileged position we are in to be able to even process at that level, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I know that you've operated multiple businesses, but there was a shift around 2012 where you went from offline kind of um, uh, brick and mortar businesses to online businesses. Uh, talk to me about why you began to develop online businesses. Oh, I was an image consultant after I finished Miss Singapore, right? I took on the image consultancy certification, a natural progression for me. And plus, I had been training all my life, becoming a trainer and instructor right since I was 14. So it was a natural progression for me to teach and help other people to look good and be fabulous. Mm-hmm. And But... It was quite interesting and because I started very early, I believe it was because I started very young. So when I was looking at my life, I'm like, I'm not going to be like my mentors um, who are still teaching at that age. I mean, nothing wrong about teaching at that age, but I will want to not be grounded and tied down by the number of classes I have or the number of participants I have in a workshop. You know, I do not want to be be tight and pull back by that. I want to be able to travel the world, be anywhere at any time and still be able to run stuff. So I decided to stop trading time for money. If I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. I said, no, I don't think I want to go through that. So in my early 20s, I decided to 
work on going online and I invested in quite a number of courses. I spent quite a lot of money doing that, about I would say at least about 50 to 100K on mm. courses to find out what is online. Mm-hmm. And eventually I found a mentor who showed me the way. And in 2013, I went completely, I would say, online. And in three months, I made 100000 And a year, I made $1 million. So what, that was, what was that first online business? Um, I was doing like selling skincare. Um, I had different businesses. I had like, multiple ones. I, like, I was like skincare. I was selling gifts. Uh, yeah. E-commerce. Stuff like that. E-commerce. I was doing mm-hmm. e-commerce. So back mm-hmm. then it was boom, right? It was a boom town back then and competition was still okay. And, you know, you just need to know how to manage it. So I, I think it was really awesome to do that. And then I progressed by sharing my knowledge online, uh, switching on the webinar, the webcam, and then using webinar software. And I was there like, bam. And every single Wednesday, I was like kind of sharing my, my skills and my results with people over the internet. And I made my money and I was invited to invest in the cafe retail business. So kind of like progressed from offline to online and then went offline again while the online was still running. Gotcha. And I, I started a, a, my cafe business with my partners. We, we had seven outlets in three countries. We had 18 franchisees and licensees in total. And it was very amazing because I've never... I was a medical student and never had business experience. So doing all these operational retail and marketing PR for a retail chain was like out of my mind and out of my zone, but I, we still did it. So after four years, we exited this business to a public listed company. So it was good. So offline to online and then online to offline. And then during the time when I was doing my cafe business, I just felt that my soul is empty because even though I was good in business, I had the money, I had the fame, I had everything I had. I just felt something's God. I think God's calling me, but I think I'm not responding yet. You know, that kind of thing. So I, at that moment, I knew that I need to do something else. So which, which was why I was online sharing um, the, on the webinar. And every Wednesday at 9 p.m., it was called Webinar Wednesday. So there was this like jingle to it. And it grew like this group of women started to talk to me and they followed me and uh, my sort of like community kind of formed and that's how so rich woman was being born moon while I was moonlighting for from my cafe business I was moonlighting right also yeah, my, yeah. my cafe business was the full time and then like this um uh community community thing was like kind of like a part-time side hustle so it grew, it grew. So I think it was very timely when we exited to the public listed company. It was really awesome. And I just cash out and then I just invest and start a Soul Rich Woman. I love that. And so now what is, how would you describe Soul Rich Woman? If we were sitting next to each other on a plane and I said, Soul Rich Woman, what is this? What do you do? I would usually say the F word. Yeah, uh, helping women to own and live the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence and above all, family. Right, um, because I, I sometimes I find it very difficult to ex, 
explain exactly what we do because like for women, we have so many different aspects of us. We are the healer, we are the giver, you know, we are the creator, we are the you know, initiator, we have so many parts of us. And of course, in a nutshell, we help women to go from offline to online. I mean, that's very technical, right? I mean, mm-hmm. helping women to get more clients online, get more recognition, being seen, being heard. Yeah, but I mean, that's part of the description. Technically, you want to mm-hmm. explain to somebody, but the work that we do is beyond that. I can tell you there's a lot of emotional stuff going on. You have to help women to see and get beyond that. I mean, imagine this on a racetrack, a guy and a girl, okay? You, you put them on a racetrack, they're supposed to run the race. In front of the guy is just a briefcase, a table, their work, their paperwork, and maybe their boss. And then in front of the lady of the girl would be the kids, the kids' homework, the school, the laundry, the washing machine, the, the housework, and everything else in front of the lady. The girl, mm-hmm. and that is difficult, right? So, a lot of times, to even before we could get to so called getting ourselves from offline to online and seeing that thing that 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 fabulous that freedom or financial independence, we have to help them to, to see self care, mm-hmm. see that they need to put themselves first and not be, you know, I mean, of course, we, we need to put our family first, right? I mean, we love our family so much, but to that point where they no longer exist in the world. Like Mm -hmm. me and self-care no longer exist in the dictionary. So we have this lady who is a 10-year stay-at-home mom. She was the chief financial and family officer at home. But she has done nothing for herself in the last 10 years. Nothing. All she does is household chores, cooking, and taking care of the kids. She uh, she got three kids. So she raised the kids and and that's it. And that's what she do. Take care of the husband. Right? Serve the husband. And that's mm-hmm. all she do. So one day she decided that she wanted to be more fabulous. So by having that first awareness, she was able to come to us because she found us online and, you know, go through the program, the mentorship program, for example. And in two months, she found her fabulous. She was able to start an online business by her own brand, which was a chili paste that she did. And she sold, uh, she made four, uh, four figures in just two months. So 10 years stay at home, mom transformed her life, got fabulous, got financial independence. She really don't need the money. It means mm-hmm. that she doesn't need to make a million dollars. For her, having financial independence is great, good enough. Doesn't need to ask husband if I want to do my hair today or do my eyelash today or do my nails today. Hey, you know, I don't need to ask my husband for the money. I can make a decision of my, of, of my own. So that really transformed the mm-hmm. woman's life. So I really believe that what we do here is Helping women to change your life so that the entire community will benefit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And in America, uh, where most of our listeners are, most of our listeners are in US, Canada, Australia, you know, statistics show that a woman, even if she has a full time job outside of the home, she still does the majority of the household duties, so to speak. In Singapore, um, would you say, I assume that that's also the case? Is that true? Singapore, we, okay, I I think it's not just whether it's Singapore or not Singapore. I I see two groups of women. Women who believe in adding more value and delegating versus another uh, group of women who just believe that they should do everything because 
their mothers taught them and their grandmothers taught right. them how to do so. So like I give an example, like my mom, she would expect me to do household chores and she would nag at me and so she'll be like, hey, you know, girl, you got to be, you know, cleaning up your room, wash the toilet, you know, clean the floor. And I'm like, mom, I, I think my time is more valuable than that. Why don't I just get a helper for you, a, a mate for you so that this helper can just, do the things that you want her to do while my value of my time, instead of being stuck at home trying to clean the floor like Cinderella, mm-hmm. I would just take you out. Let's go out, right? Let's travel, do stuff together. So the value of the time, what do you see your value and your worth? And then outsource and delegate. I mean, even I do that in my business a lot, delegation and outsourcing, right? And then there's another group of women who believe in the value. So right. So one group of women who don't believe in helpers, ex- extra help, and the other group of women who believe that they could delegate and outsource. So I've got I've got women in the community who trains the helper to do the stuff like there's SOP and there's a process to everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And and she could go out and do the things that she want to do while raising three kids who now are in like gifted schools. And then another lady will be, another group of women will be like, you know, grumbling. and like, I'm so busy. I have no time. Um, I have to take care of my kid. I have to do the laundry. It's so difficult. Life is very hard. So the, you, you hear two, vo- two camps in, in the community. So I always encourage the both, both sides to like interact with each other and share with each other how to have a better quality of life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand the meaning of quality of life. So I always tell them, uh, I mean, you, you know, girls, you girls, when you are in a community, help one another. Really share each other your experiences, help each other open up and transform each other's mindset. Because it's, you can't, if you don't change your mindset, you think about society, the mom, the grandmothers who taught us that women must be this, must be that. Hey, that should already be broken or starting to change because we have been in so rich women doing this for the last five years. And we really believe in alone, we are strong and together we are unstoppable. Mm, that is a powerful statement. Alone, we are strong, but together we are unstoppable. So you have how many women across Southeast Asia that are part of your network? Right now we are at 200,000 and we would like to have a million members. Mm. And how how does that work? Does somebody actually join or do they come to an event or are they mentored? How does somebody join the Soul Rich Woman? Oh, it's really very interesting. Um, There are a couple of ways that they join. Usually, there is a pattern to join Soul Rich Woman because we are ultimately an online platform. We only hold three events a year, but we are in Southeast Asia by working Mm -hmm. with partners and everything. So most of them would have joined by watching a webinar or a Facebook Live or listen to our podcast. So they'll be somewhere swimming online and then Mm -hmm. they would come through the funnels and join Soul Rich Woman. Mm -hmm. And because our membership is $12 a month, right? Because... um, this is this is a price number that we have we have you know after like the five years you know we have charged different pricing and adjusted different pricing and eventually we decided it's twelve dollars a month because I find that um, the Southeast Asian the, the the women in Southeast Asia are you know the the earnings that they are making is so different from what most of us are making so like in Vietnam a lot of them are making like three hundred US a month mm-hmm. like in Philippines depending where you are at. 
I mean, if in Manila, it can go up to five six hundred USD a month, and then like um for Malaysia, I mean, it's you know, so different countries has different salary, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's a gap. So if you were to charge like a a hundred dollar USD a month uh, membership versus a twelve dollar a month membership, and of course you must see what kind of value you give, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's when they will be able to join. So for mine, it's only twelve dollars and two hundred thousand. Uh, members and then in the membership what we what we do provide is like to solve one problem every single month so we only provide two videos two uh, master classes with office hours and yeah and women just sign up and regardless of your pay gap of uh, or pay that you're receiving you can afford 12 dollars right Mm-hmm. So so that's my logic and it worked and it has worked so amazing and I, I, it blew our minds like wow people are just signing up because it's first of all it's affordable and it allows women to have accessibility and of course women who want to scale their business who want to do more for their business or transform their business and life more at a different level then they will sign up like the uh, two-day workshop or mm-hmm. the web, um, the digital products or they will do like mentorship program or the mastermind programs, right? So there is different levels that we're uh, looking at, like the value ladder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, you have, you're, you're, you're winning in a huge way in uh, Southeast Asia. But I also know you're doing a lot of podcast interviews with people like me, where my audience is primarily in the United States. I see you in other podcasts. Are you looking to expand to the United States? Do you just enjoy talking to people, you know, that have a different audience? Like, help, help me understand. What are you trying to do here? So this part of the strategy is to really get seen and be known to an audience that I've not touched with. I think, you know, after building Southeast Asia, there is a network here for your listeners to who are listening in right now. That's you. And, you know, to know that if you were to travel to Southeast Asia, there is a network you can tap on. So that's what I want to do to let people know on the other side of the world that such a network exists. And it's really huge and amazing that, you know, if you were to ever come to Southeast Asia, connect with us. Let's talk for a minute about... Uh, the woman who is listening right now, maybe she's never had a business at all. She's been a stay-at-home mom. Maybe her kids are getting older and she's thinking, I want to have some financial independence. Why do you, why would you suggest to her, I assume you would suggest that she would start some sort of online business? Why, Why would you suggest that? And how would you suggest she would go about doing that? I always fall back on our Soul Rich Woman Blueprint, which is a magic wand. Um, I talk about the metaphor of Cinderella and how uh, Fairy Godmother actually holds the magic wand and bing, you know, but you must come back at by 12 midnight, right? So Cinderella eventually became, you know, who she was again and after coming back from the ball. So as Fairy Godmother, you're holding the magic wand. The power is in your own hands. No matter what, where it or who you are, okay, a man is not a financial plan. Number two, you can be the fairy godmother. You don't have to wait for a fairy godmother. All right. And on the in a as a magic wand, the wand is a star made up of a star, made up of the glow, and the stick, what well, is what we call the uh, what we call the magic funnels. So the woman of influence and then the glow and then that stick itself. So when you want to be you, when you are a stay-at-home mom and you want to start an, a business, I would say 
not even think about starting the online business first, but looking, but first by looking at the store. Think about it on social media and everywhere else now. You can have the best funnel in the world and I can build a funnel in 10 minutes. Okay, but if you are not a star, a glow, having a glow of sorts, nobody will ever notice you. So first step is to build up your star. Okay, what is a star? Star means that what kind of influence, you know, what are you talking about on social media? Even before they click the link to say, join now to my free 10-day workshop or free one-day webinar or whatever the case may be, you know, if the, the image is not capturing attention, the words that you use are not capturing attention, people will not even notice you. So step number one is always work on your star. Find somebody to extract that out from you. Okay, find a coach, find a mentor or sign up for David's program. You know what? To launch your life online, okay? So really look at it and then look at how that works for you by building this part of the brand part and then go to the next step. Because a lot of mistakes that women make is they create the best website, the best social media, the best funnel. Yeah, but these are technical stuff. People resonate with your story, right? It what. I, I mean, the, the, a lot of the women resonate with my story and that's why they joined Soul Rich Women, right? Because I was working at a very young age and the group of women who joined us also have suffered to a certain extent before they joined us, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, I, I had been in debt before, right? I was a bankrupt. And all these things to a woman is like devastating because you there's no way out. You're psychologically stuck and you can't even go places. So... When you are able to let your audience resonate with you, like doing a podcast, writing a blog, doing a Facebook Live, whatever that may, may be, easiest for you, get started and get there so that your star is shining, your voice is heard, and that is when you can and eventually start an online business because that's when your audience is ready to buy from you. A group of raving fans Whatever that you offer, they will purchase from you. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your star? So you, you, right? You're you are a star in your own right. We all are stars. I hear what you're saying. That's beautiful. But how would you describe your star? I would describe my star in three words. I would say um, I, my star is fabulous. I have the fabulous part of my story. I have that freedom part of my story and I have my financial independence part of the story and above all family. So I put all these as part of my star so that the women can resonate and relate. Mm-hmm. Is a man part of your plan? Definitely a man is part of my plan. We are not feminists, you know. I mean, for I really believe in a balanced viewpoint. My partner is uh, has invested in my business. You know, he's now become my partner. Before that, he was my mentor. And, you know, to me, having a, a man in the business do help to balance the viewpoint. In fact, we're about to launch the men's side, which is Soul Rich Men. So soul rich woman and soul rich man. So it's all about having that balanced viewpoint. And that truly I believe in. Because when women come to the community, they do have sometimes husband issues or relationship issues. And by having a strong support group of both men and women, like each other's um, success stories and what they've gone through really help one another. Awesome. 
All right. So if people want to connect with you, two websites, JaniciaAlora.com, and we'll have that spelling in the show notes, and also SoulRichWoman.com. Can somebody join Soul Rich Woman if they don't live in Southeast Asia? Yes, we have members not from Southeast Asia joining us at $12 a month. So yeah, you can join us. But in fact, I have two gifts for uh, you who's tuning in right now. You should go and check out my um, seven secrets of personal branding. Okay, so go and download that. That really will help you. Uh, that's the book that I wrote. And then the other one is how to delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so you can be in your zone of genius and make more money. And how do they get both of those free resources? Just uh, go to my website, soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And please connect with me at Janisha Alora on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Um, I would love to hear your views on today's episode. Uh, G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. Janisha, can I become a soul rich woman? Well, there are guys in Soul Rich Woman if you do the $12 a month membership. But generally, if there are events, um, usually it's women only unless we partner with uh, companies like, um, like we partner with a media company and we open up the event to both men and women because we're talking about getting leads and how do you generate leads online, you know. So, but when we talk about women empowerment stuff where women feel safe, um, so that's when it's all women events. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. All right. I'll stand outside the door and just kind of listen in. Yeah. You can wear a skirt if you want to. I could wear a skirt and come in. Yes, that's right. I could do that. Denisha, thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I'm blown away by what you've been able to do and what you'll continue to do. You've got a long journey ahead of you of how many, I can imagine how many women and men will be impacted by your work. So thank you. Thank you. To access Janisha's ebook, you can find all her links in our show notes by swiping up on your phone now or on our website at insporising.com. As you go about your week, may you be inspired by Janisha's words. May you know that you're already fabulous and that you can truly have freedom and financial independence. And that family, however you define it, is important to all of us. May you own and love these F-words.